Hello, everybody, and welcome to Game Masters Under Dark, where this week just two Game Masters get together to answer your questions about running tabletop RPGs. Uh, my name is Will, and I am one of your GMs for tonight. Uh, this video is going to be a little bit different in that we're going to go over how worlds are built uh, according to us. This was something that we kind of discussed in a previous video. Uh, so tonight I am joined by Matt R., um, who is going to go over his process in how a world is created according to Matt. Um, just a reminder, we are on Spotify as well as Apple and now Google Podcasts. So if you'd prefer to have us just on an audio-only format, uh, you do have those available. We are also working on a Patreon. If you want to check that out, we have a couple of things up right now. Um, and just, you know, your support is greatly appreciated. Uh, so with all that being said... Matt, how do you start building a world? Just what is the one thing? Where do you like to start? Um, you know, this is a little bit different for everybody. Yeah. Um, but I guess, you know, I want to get right into it. Like, what is your, uh, what is your sweet spot when you start? So getting into the proper mindset, uh, it's pretty hard, I, I, even for myself. So I'm like, what, what can I make right now? Because it's about making things, then building off of those things that you make. So my first thought is, what can I make right now? What's an easy thing that I can just jot down some notes for, then just start building from there? And for me, it's people. And so if I create one person, and then maybe talk about how that person knows somebody and then, wait, who's this person that they know? Wait, where are they from? Why, why they have this dynamic? And then I slowly build things up there. So example, if we're getting into it now, let's make a world in 30 minutes. <laughs> so the, uh, let's, uh, let's just think, a name's not gonna come to me right away. I know that for a fact. A name is not gonna come to me, that comes after. Then I'll be like, okay, that sounds like a cool. Um, so right now, uh, I'm just thinking about, uh, I don't know why I'm thinking about a satyr for some reason. That was the first thing that popped in my head, a satyr. So we already have some sort of magical being. And now I'm thinking, what what is his position in this world? And I want it to be important. And I feel like your first character that you make, if you're following this process, it should be very important. Because, I mean, if you just make your first character and it's a it's just a commoner then maybe the people they don't know or the people they know are also just commoners like how many how many famous people do you know like regularly <laughs> it's like you got to think about it so try to create a famous person and they could be any kind of notoriety well, yeah and, and i think to 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 that point i think when you say how many famous people do you know i think that has to be put into perspective in like, I can tell you right now, one of my friends I've known since we were five is a bit of a local, a local celebrity. Yeah. Uh, so when you, you know, I think just for, especially for somebody like me, who's new and I'm always picking your guys's brain. I think that's something, especially for new DMS to think about is when you say notoriety, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, like the King in the case of like art Holden. But maybe, you know, uh, you know, you come from like a small town and like 
this guy's the equivalent of like the star quarterback on the football team. You know, he's everybody knows him. He's popular. But in the grand scheme of things, he's not that well known, you know, just in your little area. So, uh, yeah, uh, like just keep that in mind. Just now, just now I wrote down Bard because I was thinking famous people, famous. Oh, like Brad Pitt. And I was like, well, it's not going to be a stater named Brad Pitt. Maybe. You know what? We'll put that down, actually. Brad Pitt. Uh, Now, I mean, I might go, I might go change his name later <laughs> but right now we got an idea here a, a brad pitt like Seder that goes around town i did write traveler so that means uh he's moving he's on the go what's he doing and then the next word i wrote was evil so maybe we got a big bad here brewing and it's not it's pretty cool starting with your bad guy actually because then you can build a world from their perspective. And this goes actually back to that um, that evil villain or big bad uh, show that we had last time. Uh, whereas like, if you can like this building off of that, I guess is if you can build a character, an evil character first, it puts the world in their perspective. And then when you get to the end of your world building process, you can be like, and then he's the bad guy because of this, that, and this, because I built up to that. And your characters can be like, wow, you put a lot of work into that. And you're like, because I started with the villain first. Right. Okay. And, and I think that makes, uh, makes some sense. Now, the, the one question uh, I kind of have, like you went with a satyr. You said that was the first thing that popped in your mind. Thief, yeah. Um, but what if it was uh, just like a human? We'll, just, we'll, we'll pick a human, kind of a blank slate. Um, they can be good or evil, but you know, they're, they're just like any other race, but they're not known for being evil. How much does, uh, cause I know you do a lot of free form things. You don't, uh, we've established you're not necessarily the one that follows the rules as closely as say, yeah, I don't care about the rules. <laughs> um, rules hold me back. <laughs> how often do you like, you, you think of a race like a satyr and say, well, what is their background within the D&D universe, and do you use any of that in that character building, or do you just say, it doesn't matter to me what their, I don't want to say their role, but their, how they're typically portrayed, if I want to portray them as this, that's what I'm going to yeah. do. The only thing that I even care about when it comes to monsters is the environment that they're known for. Um, so like a drow, underdark. That's all I care about. Anything else, I don't care um like anything that burrows underground well we gotta have ground for it that's all i care about anything else can be reflavored even the ground stuff even the drow can be reflavored i don't care it can all be reflavored and like i think when people uh when certain people make DD games um they stick really close to the rules and that's okay too and following it's fine but also having the freedom to just be like, hey, and my satyrs have wings, dude. And the, in, in the whole entire world, all satyrs have wings. And it's just like a thing. You can have it be a thing. Um, I think the problem with that comes with people um, like almost retconning it, being like, okay, yeah. And then the satyr has wings and gets away. And you'd be like, what? That's not okay. That's like almost an unfair DM just being like, okay, I didn't want the satyr to die, so he got wings of the way. <laughs> and, it's like something like a combat situation. Yeah, and I think as long as you are um, what's the word? Consistent. Uh, 
consistent. As long as you are consistent with your lore, it's okay. That's fine. That's why notes are important. I did write neutral human. Um, neutral human here. He's going to be a king. Neutral human is a king. We got an evil bard, satyr, traveling the town. Oh, here we go. Already. Already. I got the first quest for the gang. King needs help with this evil bard satyr. So now I'm thinking like he's not even like big bad energy. He's just a he's just a causing a problem and the king can't deal with it. <laughs> or maybe he's like a pied piper. <laughs> like there's a rat problem. We know who's causing it, just don't know where he's at. Okay. And so we got the king over here uh, having problem with the satyr. Um, calls on heroes. So this already puts it in a kind of perspective of this is a world where heroes are called upon. Um, so you can even go into a little bit of detail about that, of being like, how often are they called upon? Are they called upon so often that there should probably be a registry of them? Because I'm like, if they're getting called upon, they're either one, known about, they're legends, or they're two, um, there's a registry. There's there's a big list of heroes somewhere, <laughs> and somebody's being like, ah, give me that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I'm going to go with the registry idea for this world. Okay. Now, that being said, um, we talked about last time how like the idea for your big bad came from a real life um in our game art halden came mm -hmm. from like a real life example um <clears throat> a question i had is are you more likely to go with say like a, when i say uh, i gotta phrase this correct correctly but like a real life example of like in your case it was a monarch who like this was all proven this is fact you knew this happened very easy to you know to kind of just copy paste elements of your <laughs> world or would you go with something like say that's more of a legend or like a myth. Um, now, those those are two very different starting points, and you know I, I feel like it would change how your world is perceived. You can kind of go with both a little bit. Uh, if you study Middle Eastern history, especially ancient Middle Eastern history. Um, a lot of history, oh, well, you know what, let's just talk about ancient history in general. It doesn't have to be narrowed down to Middle Eastern, but just in a game that I played, I happened to use that. But <laughs> um, in ancient history in general, a lot of that history about kings and queens and all that um, is still fabricated. It's still a lie. It's still a myth and a legend. That said, like, you can have, like, King Arthur getting a sword from lady in the lake um it, it, there's some truth to that you know there's gotta be <laughs> and i think about one of my favorite tales here is a king at one point was written about who was uh decapitated in battle right decapitated in battle like think about how that sounds a king was decapitated in battle like damn Wow, he went down fighting and he got his head cut off. Now, if that story is taken back to your kingdom, your people are like, wow, my king was badass, right? But honestly, when they found his remains and where he, they, they were fought, it's more realistic that your king died and shit himself. 
<laughs> and then everybody around him, all the soldiers were just like, well, we're not telling everybody about that. So they went back to the sergeant or whatever and was like, hey, the king just killed like seven dudes, then got decapitated. You know what? By a wizard. And like, that's real stories that were said back then. Because also, like, I'm, we're talking ancient history. Wizards were real at this point. <laughs> they, they thought yeah. that kind of magic was out there. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think part of that comes from uh, there were, uh, the, I actually think the Middle East is, is a good place to settle. There was, they, mm-hmm. they were scientifically ahead of the world in a lot of ways. So, yeah. uh, in, in the Greeks and Romans at some points were as well. So, you know, they went invading a, uh, a force that was not familiar with the technology and the sciences they were using, it would appear as magic. Um, I think that's why I personally like dragons uh, because it is one of the few mythological creatures that basically appear in every culture around the world. It may look different and may act different, but it is one of the few creatures like that, that just pops up in every culture, every continent. They have, so there is a dragon myth. And mm-hmm. so, I, you know, I think those are always cool, especially if you can kind of, um, obviously the game we, we play is Dungeons and Dragons. Um, but that, that makes though that kind of creature to me easy to put in any setting because you can find references to them no matter what you want to use. Myth or, uh, like you said, I feel like some myths are steeped in truth, but they didn't understand the science and, and things like that behind it. Exactly. And so, like, when I read those kind of stories, um, people, and then the explanations about his, when historians come into play and they explain well, this what actually happened. I, I think, you know what, what would be cool if what the stories and the myths were what actually happened. And that's just build off of that. I had a whole campaign that was just completely Middle Eastern ancient history, but taken for fact. And some of that was wild. Like there's something called like the uh, the copy king. It's like somebody who thought he was like a doppelganger of the king and spying on people and like disguised himself as the king and stuff. And where in reality, it was just clever political tactics to win over a kingdom <laughs> and it was and people people believe the stories of like he was a copycat king and put on a spell so nobody knew who he was all this kind of stuff but uh in my world i'm like you know what what if that it was what the case was and then i would have the players play it out and be like the king is not who he says he is because he is using a spell <laughs> Right, simulacrum level, (laughs) (laughs) like a high level wizard. So, um, yeah, no, I think that 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 works, and especially uh, in a fantasy setting, Mm -hmm. um, it's important to have. uh, You know, now with the internet, uh, it makes me sound a little older, but I remember when I was a kid having encyclopedias, and you didn't have as much access to to information, right or wrong, as we do today. so I think, you know, I don't know if you'd have been able to make a game like that if you hadn't had access to, say, the Internet to, to look up some of those things. Um, right. You know, I, right. I think that, um, that that gives us a lot of world-building tools. Uh, I think we even mentioned it I, I, every week. If you're not sure, Google it. Somebody's probably asked the question before. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
and and the answers are are there. Um, we're about halfway through here. Okay. So you want to see what I got? I've been writing. Yeah. Been, <laughs> you've been, I, we see you've been working over there. What do you got for us? So let's 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 start from a non-chaotic standpoint. So not the Seder villain. Let's kind of like work from what I just wrote back to what we originally said. So what I just wrote is there's a kingdom and the king is desperate. Why is he desperate? Because he's currently at war with another kingdom through for territory. It was like a long long sought territory that uh, could be beneficial for both kingdoms to hold and they're fighting over it uh keeping it simple you can always go in more detail what what they're fighting over all that kind of stuff and that can build into more uh that said uh right now a nuisance is is a satyr right now especially if it's a pied piper kind of guy i'm i'm really keeping on that right now because i think that would be cool have rats come through the kingdom and uh just cause like disease and like eat the food so like he's already at a hard point because he's losing the war and now his people are getting sick he needs help and so this kind of goes back to also to like if the players were like, why don't you do it? Why don't you solve your rat problem? And he's just like, I literally they're all sick. What do you want me to do? Like, I'm the, right. even the king could be sick. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. And like that. that's a whole problem. And so now now the, the players not only have to get rid of the rats, find the satyr and help the people. They're all sick. Well, and, and you know, you, you brought up that Pied Piper. It actually brought up. Uh, another question you could use is instead of maybe the players necessary, like being the ones that take care of the rat problem, which obviously is super valid, is um, instead of rats, my idea when you said Pied Piper was snakes, they have to go find the equivalent of St. Patrick, who in legend rid the island. Hey, that's yeah, a great he, idea. He got, rid of, he got rid of the snakes off of Ireland. So yeah. I think that... Um, I think that that is, oh, got stuff going on here. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still doing the show. Um, I, <laughs> I think something, and you can still use rats, but I, I think that's kind of a good mix of uh, what we were just talking about of the of the two things. You started from scratch and yeah. this is what's in my brain. And then, you know, um, oh, this is what just popped into my head. And in I think yeah right there dude that could be the legend that yeah. there is a person out there that uh that can, that easily has a solution they might not be in the kingdom but they easily could be the ones to solve the player's problems and that could set up an, a little adventure the players could be like no nah, we could do this ourselves or we should go find that legendary person that can just flick of his wrist the rats are gone, <laughs> right? You know, and that that would be the legend, <laughs> right? So, um, kind of. So let's, you know, I know we, you and I could talk about this all day. Um, mm -hmm. Moving the process along, you kind of have yeah. uh, your king, you have your your big Got bad. Um, things coming together. I have seen another school of thought where they're like, you, you kind of create just a rough outline. Um, I don't know if you remember doing this in school, but like the teacher would give you a prompt and you would have to like submit an outline of like, this is what I think I want to talk about. 
And then if, you know, if that sounded cool, you could write about it. But what about getting input from your players in that regard? So absolutely. So like you, and you, you go to session zero and you're thinking that the idea of like this Seder is a cool idea. It is to me, but you get to the table and uh, while I don't think this would happen with the group we currently play with, we're all like, you know what? We want like an 800 level dungeon crawl. Like, like, like let's like completely throw out the idea of the Seder. So thank like, you. Yeah. I was, I was going to say uh-huh. in a situation like that, how, how would you repurpose the Seder? Because the idea you had in your mind versus what your players want Obsidence. So let's talk about the idea I have in my mind right now. So uh, idea right now is King calls in the heroes. Hey, I need help finding finding where the Seder is and eliminating the problem. That's the gist. Um, if they're like, okay, yeah, but we talked about in session zero, we want this massive dungeon crawl, right? I'd be like, yeah, okay. I would tell them where the Seder is. Seder's going to be in this massive sewer system of the kingdom. The dungeon's the sewer system. The dungeon's the sewer system. You know where the Seder is. You're doing what the king said, and you're getting that dungeon crawl. And now, since it's a kingdom, you get to have fun with it. What I would say with this, (laughs) to have fun with it, is pretty much the sewer system can be accessed by anybody at any point. Manholes are a thing. Just have manholes everywhere. So you can have all types of people coming through here like you can have just simple people being like you know what i'm beating traffic by just (laughs) going under here and so like little commoners just walking through even like underground markets that kind of stuff regular markets i mean some people maybe they found housing down here that kind of thing you just have a whole little village down here Uh, i would just open it up to if they want a big dungeon crawl make this a big dungeon and make it populated Okay, and and I that sounds uh, that sounds a lot like at least the first part of that where um, the dungeon is the sewer. Um, mm-hmm. I'm currently running uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist, and one of the first things that they did, um, you joined, kind of like at the tail end of the session, is mm-hmm. like they have to go through the sewers, find a hideout, go through the hideout. Um, you know, so that is that's actually a part of that. Um, so I think. I, and that's really what popped in my brain was like, oh, it was a pre-written adventure, so it wasn't like a huge sewer system, but it services an entire city, like the largest one in this area. I You could really make that huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 like, I like how you did that. I don't know if that's something I would have been able to do right offhand. Um, and I think... Um, to be honest with you, I'm going to sit down with you guys at one point about the lycanthropy game I'm putting together. Yeah. Because uh, I've kind of hit a wall and I'm, I kind of want to know what like you guys would think would be cool in a setting like that. I um, think when so it I, comes to uh, how easy it is to like make a big dungeon or something like that, just change it, like how easy I just thought about that. Um, what I would do is just not think of it at first at least not think of it as okay the dungeons the just a city underground just a massive sewer system underground i wouldn't think of it like that what i would think is just it's just another city it's just another city and just populate it as such and as you're populating it change things a little bit just be like and the candle the light system in in the world is 
just candles lit on the side of the sewers, <laughs> that kind of thing, and just change things slightly so you, they have that sewer vibe. <laughs> Right, but but just like originally, write about the kingdom, write about whatever setting you want, whatever setting you're comfortable writing in first, and then go back and reflavor it all. I got that. Now I want to do a a sewer system like in Futurama with Lila's parents. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. (laughs) When you said populate the sewers, I was like, I I don't know why pop culture like, and I think uh, to to build on that with world building, I, I mentioned pop culture. And I know we mentioned this in our previous video, use what you have around you. You know, if you have a favorite TV show, book, um, it, you know, uh, movie, any of those things can be great resources, especially for like big bad guys. You know, if you're looking for, uh, you know, there's, especially if you like the easiest example is the Avengers and Thanos. Well, if, if you're like, man, Thanos is amazing. Well, what makes him amazing to you? Mm-hmm. Okay, now use it to build your bad guy. Um, and like you said, it'll then be easy to build the world around them when they have uh, a rough idea of the big bad and their motives and, and things like that. Um, we got just a few minutes left. So, you want to hear it? Yeah, let's, I'll say, yeah, let's, I got it. <laughs> yeah, let's go over it. All right. So, let's just break it down. The world is called Ella, E-H-L-A. Okay. And Ella, the world, or I guess the region, let's just let's just make it the continent at this point and keep it simple. Continent, Ella, was named that after a grand saint came by and purified the woods, the waters, all the surrounding areas. So all types of life can drink from a stream without worrying about dysentery (laughs) that kind of stuff you know um and so she really just saved the world when it comes to like the natural toxins that it could produce um so she made this whole entire area habitable that said years have passed legends were passed down she became that saint and then the whole region was named after her ella uh that said city of Kingdoms arose and it was no longer about just the whole entire region. They separated it into two, cut it almost right down the middle. Territories became tense as the stream that runs through it, almost like the Mississippi, became like the main highway to get where you want to go, north to south. And so you have this this war happening east and west over the Grand River that splits it right down the middle. The West is losing. The West is losing bad. The East has almost complete control over the river. And what makes it worst is the West is currently suffering from famine and a plague, all at the hands of a satyr whose rats have infested the kingdom and the lands outside of it and the crops causing massive plague and sickness to just scourge the land. The king's desperate. So he calls in heroes from his registry that he's got from the the Adventures Guild. There you go. And uh, he calls them in after they've already made name for themselves. And he asks for their help. He knows where the satyr's at. 
somewhere in the massive maze of sewer that lies below everybody's feet. Wow, that's there you go. There you go. And that's <laughs> yeah, and that's uh that's kind of how um that, that's how Matt starts his stories. Um it's it's you know, and in all I did, you know, was playing the role of a, a PC in this case, was mentioning, you know, a dungeon crawl, and he's like, Okay, cool, sewer. Um, and so you know, a lot of people crowdsource this stuff from Reddit. I know that's where we get a lot of our questions and some of the, the prompt that we looked at that uh, prompted this video. Um, but crowdsourcing this stuff is really cool, and especially with your players. Because um, sometimes you might have about a writer's block or you feel like maybe you're missing something. Like, not necessarily writer's block, but, you know, when you forget a word, it's on the tip of your tongue. Sometimes that can happen with an idea in talking with your players I feel is a great way to, oh yeah, that's, that's, that, that's it. It kind of puts that light bulb in your brain and gives you the, the last little bit you need to finish your world. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think I would have been able to do that within 30 minutes if it wasn't for Will. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me, he gave me quite a bit there. Just like being like in the legend and that, and that was just like, oh, tie it together, pull it in. Yeah, so, and, and that's Matt's, uh, Matt R's style. Um, we're also going to do another episode with Matt H where he kind of goes over his nuts and bolts kind of uh, procedure, which is going to be vastly different, um, I, I think, anyways. And then uh, eventually we'll do one with me where I am, like a lot of DMs, you know, obviously being new, I'm working on a world. What do I do? It's And I can tell you right now, it's going to involve a lot of book work because that does help. It makes things a little easier, so... Um, stay tuned for that. If you want more info or help on how uh, Matt here builds his worlds, check us out on Patreon. Uh, that is one of our tiers where you can sit and talk with one or all of us, depending on the tier you select, and we can help you build your world. Um, especially from these guys, they have almost ten years each in in doing this, so you know they'll have they'll have that kind of seasoned uh, seasoned idea of how to do it. And then, you know, I like to think I help sometimes just because I'm new and I think outside the box. I haven't I haven't been doing this a long time. So I'm like, well, that's, you know, sometimes that outside of the box, fresh thinking is is helpful. Sometimes it's not. But yeah, you got more book knowledge than me. I can say that (laughs) (laughs) Matt has a lot more than me. Yeah, (laughs) um, we hope you guys uh, as always. we hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, If so, please, you know, like, comment, subscribe um you know we're going to keep putting out videos at least once a week um like i said if you do prefer an audio only format check us out on spotify uh, apple and again now google podcasts um and always you know look forward to talking to you guys and uh next week we're gonna have matt h's how to on world building so uh we hope you guys have a great weekend happy gaming and we'll see you next week adios